You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Amen. Glory, glory. All right, we're here to hear God, right? You want the Word of God? Or do you want my Word? <laughs> okay. All right, awesome. Why don't you stretch your hands to me, just pray. Lord, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let your word come forth with clarity. Let your word come with precision. Let it be precision. Speak to us. Lord, use this lips of clay as you please. Thank you, Lord. But I might decrease and that you might increase. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I want to talk to you about praying the will of God for your life. Praying the will of God. Okay? I believe that there are many believers that don't even bother to pray about the will of God. They only pray, Lord, um, I need a raise. <laughs> Lord, I need to get out of debt. Uh, Lord, uh, I, I need a spouse. Come on. Yeah. Lord, you know, just, just look straight. You know, you're not one of those. Glory to God. So, in as much as all of that is good, and in fact, it's part of God's will, for your needs to be met. Am I correct? Yeah. yeah it's, God has made provision for every need. He has made provision. He has provided. According to his word. The Bible says uh, in, in, in 2 Peter chapter 1. That God has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So he has given us all things. He has made provision for everything that we need. The fact that you don't, you're not experiencing it does not mean that the provision has not been made. Do you understand? It just means that there's a disconnect. But God has made provision. Have you noticed that since the, since the Lord created the earth, since he created the earth and since he put the gold, the diamond and everything under the earth, he didn't come to add to it. Yeah, from Genesis, he has not come back to say, oh, you guys, population has exploded now. I need to add some more so that uh, you guys don't uh, run out of supply. You, you, you get what I'm saying? So, what he put in the garden when there were two people is still what is sustaining the earth today. With seven billion people. And there is still more. Are you getting me? So the point I'm trying to make is that you need to have confidence in the fact that God has made provision. In fact, more than enough. If you look at, if you study, if you study the scriptures, you find that God is a God of abundance. 
God, any time that God begins to do things, He always does exceedingly abundantly. It's always beyond. So, when we are not experiencing that, it's not because there is no provision. There must be some other reason. But the provision is there. That's why I say, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And what? All these things shall be added unto you. So there are things that should be added to you. As you seek the kingdom. Alright? Why? The things are already there. They are already there. It's just for you to be connected with those things. Alright? So, that cannot consume you so much that you don't have time to pray for the will of God. There's something wrong if we don't pray for the will of God. So, God has a will for every single person. There is the general will of God and then there is a specific will of God. There are some things the Bible makes very clear. Listen to the message of the first service. The will of God is for us to be like Christ. To be like Jesus. To be conformed to His image. Alright? That's His will. That's His ultimate desire for every single one of us. Every one of us is supposed to be like Christ. So you are supposed to be like Jesus. You are supposed to relate to people the way Jesus related to people. You are supposed to be passionate about the will of the Father like Jesus was passionate about the will of the Father. You are supposed to be passionate about reaching the lost like Jesus was passionate about reaching the lost. You are supposed to be compassionate like Jesus was compassionate. You are supposed to heal the sick like Jesus healed the sick. You are supposed to raise the dead like Jesus raised the dead. Are you getting me? That's the will of God for every single person. You don't have to be a pastor or an evangelist to be like Jesus. Okay? So, that's the will of God. But then there are also some specifics. Because all members are not the same. Just like your fingers are not equal. Yes? Everyone is for a reason. So the person that put them there knows the reason for which he put them there. And in the same way, there is a reason for which you are on the earth. There's a reason for which you are part of this generation. There is a reason for which you are seated here today. Do you understand? There's a reason why you are part of this church. There is a reason why you are in this city. And you can break it down and break it down and break it down and break it down like that. God has a will. Everything is specifically planned. God is a master planner. I mean, if you doubt it, just look at the universe. The precision is amazing. Okay? So, He cannot come to your life and then be haphazard about your life. If He can be so specific about the universe... And so, specific about all the, 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 the planets and, and, and so on. If you can be specific about that, what about you, who is made in His image, after His likeness? Don't undervalue God's investment in you. Touch someone. Say, I think He's talking to you.
Okay? Yeah, don't. Don't. There is great wealth in you. And his will is for that wealth to come out. His will is for that wealth, the, the treasures that he has put in you, to come out. The Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So sometimes we pay more attention to the vessel than the treasure. And that is a mistake. You cannot pay more attention to the package. Hmm? You can't. I mean, I like this water. This is, this is like the best water in town. Yeah? Yes. If, and I like the packaging. This bottle is beautiful, isn't it? It's, you know, this book, this bottle is patented. So not everyone can make this bottle. There's a patent. (laughs) Yeah, so it's not like any other bottle. They've made it like this and they've secured this shape. Now, as beautiful as the bottle is, If there is no water inside, <laughs> I cannot f- so focus so much on the bottle that I now ignore the water that is inside. Hmm? The water, the water is good water. This is good quality water. Hmm? So, what, what has happened is that many times God has put things in us. And he has a reason for doing that. But yet, we don't pay attention to that. We only pay attention to the outside. The packaging. The bottle. It's possible to like empty this bottle and then go to the tap and put water inside. It was still, oh, you look at it, you think, oh, this is generosity water. And, you know, but it's not. It's just water. This is alkaline water, but the water in the tap is not alkaline water. So, there's something God has put inside you. Pray that God's will be done in your life. Because that which he has put into you, he put it for a reason. Just like the manufacturer of this water, he made it like this for a reason. There's a reason for which it was made like this. And when you drink it, it's supposed to do something to you. It's supposed to refresh you. It's supposed to um, um, rehydrate you, you know. And all the good things that water does. There are things that God has put in us. And when you pray, if you don't pay attention to what is inside, that is the real treasure. Your body, your, your, your body is just a suit that enables you to operate on the earth. But you can't pay attention to the suit more than the body itself. The, I mean, if, if, you, if you're wearing... I don't matter the designer, whatever it is you are wearing. That is not 
who you're going to interact with when you meet someone. Yeah. When you meet someone, maybe he's wearing your favorite design. It's not the design you're interacting with. You, the, the design is not the one that will talk to you. It's the person wearing it. Am I correct? Yeah, it's the person that you are going to meet. Hey, beautiful, beautiful jacket. Wow, this is beautiful. But that's it. You just admire it. But then you talk to the person. You relate and interact with the person. All right? So God has put something in people. And when you interact with people, you need to interact with what is inside. And when you pray for yourself, you need to begin to pay attention to what God has put in you. You know, people, okay, they just come, they see your fine face, and they say, wow, your face is so fine. And is it the fine face? As fine as your face is, if what is inside is ugly. Hmm? What is going to happen? Yeah, so you need to pray because when you begin to pray and you begin to focus on what God has put within and you begin to pray for that to come out, that's the true beauty. That's treasure. Let's look at Psalm 143. Psalm 143. Mighty God, help us this morning. Psalm 143. All right, verse 10. It says, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Imagine, he's praying. For God to teach him to do his will. How many times have you prayed that kind of prayer? Lord, teach me to do your will. Hmm? To, to, to many of us, well, not here. To many people, let me put it out. To many people, the will of God is not really important. It's their will that is important. I remember when, when the Lord told us to come to Midrand. It was, it was like, what, what's, what I, what's wrong with you? Hmm? I said, well, you know, it's, it's the will of God. Why? Because God spoke to me. And it just did not make sense. Because what is Midran in the scheme of things? I mean, Midran is just some, you know, it's just some small place somewhere in the middle of somewhere on the way to Pretoria. You, you get what I'm saying? It just, I mean, go. How does that, how does that, in fact, there was a question somebody asked me, how does that contribute? Yeah. How does that contribute? What, what is the relevance? How does that contribute to what God is doing? He, you know, God wants to do. I, I don't know. I don't know, but I just know that he said Midrand. 
Is that not good enough? Yeah, that's good enough for me. I don't know. Okay, was it? Is it? It's not a strategic move, Eric. It's not. It's not about being strategic here. It's being in God's will. Yeah, I, I, I can't be more strategic than God. My goodness. You see, it's okay to be strategic. Don't misunderstand me, please. It's okay to be strategic, but when God has not spoken, it's fine. He, he allows you that leeway. But when he speaks, what is there about being strategic? You just need the wisdom to obey. That's all. And how best to follow his will. But it's not a question of, uh, oh, well, you know, God is saying this, but it doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. Doesn't, God's will doesn't always make sense. Yeah, because sense is like ages behind <laughs> okay so teach me the, the, the psalmist is praying here teach me to do your will may the Lord teach you to do his will Amen. even when it's difficult because his will is not always easy that we know there are times his will is difficult I remember years ago when the Lord spoke to me. I mean, I was just a young, young lad. I went to church, evening service, and the Lord told me to empty my pocket, not my, including my transport money. For God's sake, that does not make sense. God said, give it all. And I gave it all. And I thought, okay, fine. God is going to speak to somebody to give me a lift. <laughs> and interestingly, that night, all the people that I knew didn't come. <laughs> they were not there. They were not there. And guess what? I had to walk home. <laughs> I walked home. And it was a long walk. A long walk. Yeah. It's, it's like, I don't know how many kilometers. Almost 50 kilometers. I walked at night. No, it didn't make sense. And imagine the risk. I got home early hours of the morning. <laughs> I got home early hours of the morning. But, you know, I could have... Uh, Somebody would have said, you see, you miss God there. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's up to you. But for me, I heard him and I obeyed him. And I had peace of mind as I was walking. I got really tired. My feet were swollen. I know some of you marathon runners, this is like, a, like you just walked... 50Ks. I mean, we run 50Ks. What are you talking about? <laughs> but no, I, 
I wasn't used to that. But if God speaks, then it's his will. He will obviously not tell you to do something that is contrary to his word. Hmm? Yeah. So, when the Lord tells you to do something, just do it. Amen? Amen. If you need direction, wisdom, whatever, maybe it will be a question of how should I do it? Not whether or not. Do you get my point? Yeah. So it should be, I need wisdom to take this step. But not, uh, no, I can't take it because it's not strategic. It wasn't strategic for Jesus to go to the cross in case you don't know. You know, naturally speaking, it didn't make sense. Huh? It was at the end that we now saw the wisdom. But when it was happening, it didn't make sense. Even Peter, he had to rebuke the Lord because, you know, he was operating by sense. Sense knowledge. Yes. So, you want to pray the will of God for your life. You need to begin to desire to do his will. More and more and more. Look at what the Bible says in... uh, Psalm 40, verse 7. It says, Then I said, Behold, I come in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. And your law is within my heart. Hmm? Behold, I come in the scroll of the book. Another version says, in the volume of the book. Yes. I have come in the volume of the book to do your will. So in other words, there's something written about you in heaven already. So why don't you pray those things that are already written about you instead of coming up with your own thing that is not in alignment with what is written? Yes? Instead of being so strategic, you are so strategic that you are out of God's will. What kind of strategy is that? It's like being strategically misaligned. (laughs) How do you do that? Oxymoron. A major one. Do you know that on the judgment day, they're going to bring books in the book of Revelation. Um, Yeah, in the book of Revelation, when the dead, it says, um, how does it put it again? I'm trying to remember. Okay. The books will be opened and the dead will stand. The books will be brought and they will be judged according to What is written in the books? So, if there is a scroll, a book about you, yes, in heaven, there's a book about you that's already been written. Don't you think you should try to gain access to that book? Wouldn't it be nice? 
You go to heaven and you see. And you say, God, let me see. What is written? <laughs> chapter 1, chapter 2, <laughs> chapter 3. Yeah. I'd like to see it. Huh? But the truth is that there is a book. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find that scripture. Let me see. 2012. Let's see. Revelation. Thank you. Yes. Verse 11 says, Then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away. <laughs> That's the terror. Huh? And it says, There was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. So there's going to be a time that everyone will stand before God. Whether you believe in God or not, at that time there will be no atheist. Yeah, how can you be an atheist when you are standing before God? You can't say, I don't believe in God because he's right before you. Yeah. So, and those that are serving other gods, those gods won't even feature. Because they will be running for their own lives. Because this one, the whole earth, fled from him. Because there is a way God will look on that day. Now he's being loving. Come to me, come to me. And we're, you know, playing games. That time. Oh, it's going to be a different story, I'm telling you. It's going to be a different story. Yeah. So, it says, the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened. Can you see? Books is in plural. Many times we think, when we think about the end, we only think about the book of life. Is that not so? Yeah, there is a book of life. That's different from this one. The book of life is where those that are saved have their names written. Like when Jesus told the disciples in Luke chapter 10, don't be, don't be excited that demons are subject to you. You need to rejoice that your names are written in heaven. That you made it. Huh? You made it on the list of those who are going to enter into heaven. So, in heaven's register, your name is there. It's a different book. So, here it says books were open, And another book was open, which is the book of life. Can you see? So, the book of life is different from the other books. So, there are books of record of how we serve God, for example. There are books, if you look at the book of Malachi, uh, put your finger there. Let's look at Malachi chapter, um, is it chapter 3 or chapter 4? Let me see. Mighty God. Malachi is the last book of the Old Testament, just before Matthew, 400 years apart. All right, chapter, chapter 3, 
verse 16. You see, it says, Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. Okay? Then what? So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. That's one of the books. Can you see that? So those who fear the Lord and who talk to one another about the Lord. That's why you need to be in a connect group. I'm telling you, you need to be in a connect group where we can talk to one another about him. And as you are talking to one another, a book of remembrance is written. It's being recorded. Yeah, it's being recorded. So, it's one of the books that will be brought. It will be brought out on that day. And if they bring the book and you are not, you didn't feature. You didn't speak to one another. You didn't talk about Jesus. You're just talking about politics, uh, ANC, DA, EFF, uh, talking about Trump and, and, and all those things and talking about the World Cup, you know. Uh, uh, by the way, congratulations, Africa, for winning the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's just amazing. So if, if we, we only talk about those things, but we don't talk about the Lord. When that book is open, what do you think? What do you think is going to be there about you? Yeah. So that's one of the books. Why am, why am I saying this? There are many books. Just like in the book of Psalms that we read. Huh? I have come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. Your will, O oh God, will I do. Yes. And if you look at Psalm 139, Psalm 139, verse 16. Psalm 139, verse 16. What does it say? My Lord. It says, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. Okay? And in your book, they all were written, the days fashioned for me. When as yet there was none of them. So there was, there's a book in heaven that was written about you before you were conceived. Hello? Yeah, there's a book. It was written... God has a whole library. He has a, the, 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 I mean, the record. I, I mean, I've not been there, but I've heard of people that have been to that library in heaven. Wow. It's like you, you, it's like you see, you won't see the end of it. Volumes, books. So on that day, the books will be brought. <laughs> so if you have not been praying according to what is in the book my friend you might end up with more regrets 
than necessary. Okay? So, what, what, why are we saying this? Hmm? Let's go back to Revelation chapter 20. Verse 12, I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged according to their works. By what? The things which were written in the books. Can you see? So the judgment is going to be according to what is written in the books. Question. What is written in your book? Do you know it? You don't. But does it mean you cannot pray it? No, it doesn't. Although you don't know, you have someone that knows. You have someone that knows. Romans chapter 8 verse 26. Romans chapter 8 verse 26. I want your prayer life to shift. Twenty-six, twenty-six. Romans eight, twenty-six. It says, "For we know not how to pray as we ought." Yes, for the Spirit Himself, ah, huh, makes intercession for the saints. It says, "It says likewise that our Spirit also helps our weaknesses." Do you know that you have weaknesses? Oh, you didn't know? You have lots of them. All right? And one of the major weaknesses you have is that you don't know what's written in your book. That is a a major weakness. You don't know what is written in your book. You don't know. Why? The book is not here on earth. It's in heaven. So unless you ascend and go to heaven and check that book, then you know what is written. But other than that, you don't know. And you are supposed to be judged according to what is written. How many people know that that's major? Hey, that's a major situation there. Yeah. So we don't know what is written. There is a book that is written and we know at the end we are going to be judged according to what is written. So the book will be brought open. God will open it and say, okay, fine. Let's look at your life. Uh, This is what was written and this is what you did. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So do you want to wait until that time to discover what is there? No, no, no. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to wait. So that's why prayer is more than just having, Lord, give me this, give me that, give me that, give me this, give me that. (laughs) There is a higher purpose. There is a higher purpose. And we need to now be, you know, committed to the higher purpose. Why? God wants to blow your mind. He wants to do things that you will say, where, how is this possible? What is written is far beyond what you wish for yourself. 
It's more than that. What you think is your best is below the list that is written about you. So, the Spirit helps in our weaknesses. God knows that we don't know what is written. That's why He gave us the Holy Spirit. Alright? For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. Touch someone and say, you don't know. You don't know. Shake your head. Shake your head as you tell that person. Shake your head and say, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know how, you, how to pray as you ought. You don't. You think you are a prayer warrior. I know you are doing well in your prayer, but you don't know. You don't know. I don't know what's written in the book. We don't know what to pray for as we ought. So, first of all, you don't know how to, what to pray for. Then number two, you don't even know how to present it. It's a major complication. Yeah, it's a major complication. You don't, you don't know. And then you are there saying, God, you know, you must do this for me. You must do this for me. And God is like, hello. This thing you're asking for is supposed to be a byproduct of this thing, if you ask for this, every other thing will be given to you. Just like, I mean, Solomon was able to, by the Spirit, get into the mind of God. God says, what should I do for you? Give me an understanding heart. These people are too great for me. I'm just young. My father was such a great king. How can I feel issue? Please, just give me. All I'm asking for is an understanding heart. God say, oh. Hmm. This is what, you've, you've touched what is written in the book. Hmm? Because you asked for this. These other things are added that you didn't ask for. Can you see? May the Lord help you. To get what I'm saying. Hmm? So he says, but the Spirit Himself, oh my God, I like this contrast. All right? We don't know how to pray, we don't know how to present our requests. Because you see, you don't just approach a king anyhow, even in court, you don't approach the judge anyhow. If you just bring your case anyhow, they can throw it out. There is a protocol. There is a way to present your case. So if you bring, haven't you heard of cases that were thrown out? Why? Because it's, it's, it, it doesn't have what it takes. It doesn't deserve the judge's time. Yeah, it doesn't. You know, some prayers don't deserve God's time. I'm telling you. They don't deserve his time. It's just some sentimental nonsense that is being packaged in the, in the form of prayer. Doesn't, he doesn't deserve his time. That's why you need 
to know the scriptures. So the good thing is that, some, tell someone, thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. I am so grateful for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because it says, but, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. The Spirit himself, come on. The Spirit himself makes intercession. So the Holy Spirit, who knows what is written in the book about you, is there to help you to pray. Mm. Yes, you better be grateful. Yes, that's right. Because without the Holy Spirit, you, can't, you don't know what is in the book. You don't even know what to pray. You don't know what to ask. You don't know what to say no to. You don't even know. You don't know what to pray. You don't know how to say, God, close this door so that this doesn't come in. Or open this one so that this can come in. You don't know. But the Holy Spirit knows all of that. He knows all of that. Amen? Amen. So he makes intercession for the saints. With groanings which cannot be uttered. Then the next verse, verse 27. Look at that. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is. Come on. Who is he that searches all hearts? No, God. The Father. He searches all hearts. So now he has given you the Holy Spirit as your helper. Okay? Holy Spirit is your helper. In, in, in the Greek is parakletos, which is standby. One that is called to stand alongside you. One that is, is, is there to support you and to help you. So he's given us the Holy Spirit. Yeah? And then the Holy Spirit is helping you to make intercession according to the will of God. How does the Holy Spirit help? I once heard one preacher years ago, but I'm sure he has outgrown that. Um, <laughs> You know, he just said, he says, you know, I just say, Holy Spirit, pray for me. And then I just go to sleep. And I know he's praying for me. What kind of gospel is that? Huh? It's like saying God has given Adam a wife who a helpmate. Then Adam now says, okay, if you're here, let me just go, go to sleep. And you just do everything. You are here to help me. Huh. Is that how it works? <laughs> no ways. Okay. He who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Why? Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So what happens is that the Holy Spirit now helps you. How does he help you? When you pray in tongues. That's why if you don't pray in tongues, I'm going to pray for you at the end of this service. You have to receive this. Otherwise, you can't pray according to what is in your book. Because he knows what is in your book, but you don't know. And so when you want to pray, you pray, I'm not just saying it to show up, but I'm telling you that the Holy Spirit, that is how he now decodes what is in your book. And then he makes intercession for you according to what is written in the book. So, most of your prayer should be in tongues. Are you getting me? Yeah, you should be praying in tongues all the time. You're driving. The good thing about tongues is that it, you don't need to apply your mind. 
It doesn't require concentration like, you know, oh, what am I going to say now? No, no, no. It's not coming from there. It's not coming from there. Yes. So you can speak in tongues when you're driving. You can speak in tongues when you are cooking. You can speak in tongues when you are doing your ironing. When you are mowing the lawn. You can speak in tongues when you are jogging. When you are taking a walk. You can speak in tongues when you are lying down. Come on. Those of you that jog, come on. Yes, I think we all jog here. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, you, 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 you have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will help you. He's there to help you to pray according to what is in the book. So if you don't pray in the Spirit, you are cheating yourself. Honestly, you are cheating yourself. You are cheating yourself if you don't do it. Many people, since they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they only pray in tongues like uh, for three minutes. Okay, then after that, it's now only what they know. Okay, fine, you pray what you know. Because you want to pray in your language, in English, in you know, whatever it is you understand. I don't want to be saying what I don't understand. Okay, that's fine. But let me tell you, you cannot access the book in the language you understand. Unless you've seen it. Ask your neighbor, have you seen it? Huh? Have you seen the book about you in heaven? Okay. So, if you have not seen it, how, how, how are you going to pray? How are you going to pray according to what is written if you have not seen it? There are some things that are already written in Scripture. Obviously, if you are praying with your understanding, you have to pray according to the Scriptures. Yes? In the book of John, I think, chapter 15, where it says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you want and it will be done it will be given to you why if you abide in me and my words abide in you in other words you need the word if you are praying in your understanding you need to pray the word not pray your emotions pray the word you need the scriptures you need the word of god you need to pray in line with the word of god and that's why in this church we don't pray some kind of prayers we pray the scriptures. Always praying the scriptures. That's what we do. But then we pray in the spirit as well. Huh? You remember when we had the 24 hour prayer? All in the spirit. 24 hours. Non-stop. We're going to have one soon. Again. <laughs> yes. When we'll pray and pray round the clock in the spirit. Why? Because you are accessing your book. Amen. There is a book that is written about you in heaven. And by the Spirit, you can pray that. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Back to Romans. Okay, thank you. John 15, 7. Alright, back to Romans chapter, chapter 8. Hmm? We, we read verse 26, uh, 27. We stopped at verse 27, right? Where he says, the Spirit himself... Huh? makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Then, let this, 
As you pray in the Spirit, when you pray in tongues, when you pray in tongues, look at verse 28. Come on, let's read it together. One, two, three. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are the called according to His purpose. Can you see? He says, and we know. You, do you start a sentence with and? So when you hear and, it means he has been saying something before. Am I correct? What was he talking about before? Praying in the Spirit. You see, praying in the Holy Spirit. When you pray in tongues, what you are praying, through the power of praying in the Spirit, he makes all things to work together for your good. Many people want all things to work together for good, but they don't pray. They don't pray. What's going to make it work together for good? Because it's the Holy Spirit and your prayer working together in, in, um, in alignment with the book that is written about you that causes all things to work together for good. Are you getting my point? So we need to start praying more in the Spirit. Speak in tongues every, every day. You need to pray in tongues for at least 30 minutes if you are lazy. Yeah, if you are feeling lazy, 30 minutes. But you should pray in tongues all the time. Why? Because it's causing things to work out. You know, somebody does things to you be, as you are praying in tongues, the Holy Spirit will now counter what he has done. Whatever Satan has planned against you, as you are praying in tongues, the Holy Spirit will just counter it and he will just find out that he has helped to fulfill what is written in the book about you. Amen. Just like when they came against Jesus and they, you know, they connive against him, the, you know, they killed him just to discover that they've helped. To fulfill what was written in the book. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah. And now the Bible says, had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If only they knew. So that's going to be your testimony. Amen. Now when the devil comes against you, because you are praying in the spirit. And you are trusting God. He will find out that he helped you. To get to your destiny. It's bad to be a devil. Because he can never succeed. Amen. Amen. In your life, he will not succeed. Come Amen. on. Turn to someone and say, he cannot succeed. He cannot succeed. Not in my life. Because I have the Holy Spirit, my helper. Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Glory to God. Mighty God. Mighty God. I pray the will of God according to the book. According to what? written about you. You might have gone through trials. You might have gone through tri tribulations. Maybe you've gone through challenges. You've gone through situations that you cannot explain. But I have news for you. The Holy Spirit can cause all of that to work for your advantage. It will work to your advantage. There is no way you are going to lose because you have the Holy Spirit. Mighty God. Let it be unto me according to what is written in the book. According to the volume of the book. It is written of me to do your will. Your will, O oh God, will I do. Teach me to do your will. 
talk to him. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Let your will be done. According to what is written in the books. My Lord. According to what is written concerning us. Let it be. Let it be. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Say this after me, Heavenly Father. Let your will be done in my life. Cause my life to line up with what is written in heaven concerning me. Just like Jesus fulfilled all that was written concerning him. Let that be my testimony. I want to fulfill all that is written about me. By the help of the Holy Spirit, I know you will cause my life to line up with all that is written. I commit myself to doing your will, to fulfilling your will in all areas of my life. Let your will be done. Thank you, Father. Amen. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.